What's up, everybody? It's Mr. James O'Neill here, keynote speaker, National Board Certified Math Teacher, Math Consultant, and today, your podcast host. My mission is mastery for all, empowered by equity for all, through the belief of expectations for who? for all y'all and if i'm saying y'all you already know where i'm coming from i'm coming from the south the queen city charlotte north carolina the qc and today i am super excited that you decided to join me so i wanted to kick this season off because y'all we're in season two Season two is where it's at. I took a little break for a while because I had a whole bunch of things going on. And I'm going to talk about that more in upcoming podcasts. But today I wanted to talk about why education has to change. Like I'm coming from the dome today. I don't have any of my notes written down. I just feel so passionate about the things that I'm discovering in my new walk in entrepreneurship. I wouldn't say new, but in the extension of my walk in entrepreneurship, which now extends into entrepreneurship as well. And so I wanted to talk about some of the things I've been discovering as I am venturing into these entrepreneur streets. And one of the things that has been key to my life is automation. And automation is how I choose to not be involved with every aspect of my business. And so we have CRMs, which are client relationship management systems. (laughs) Almost forgot what the C, the R stands for. But um, we have CRMs that we use in entrepreneurship and these help us manage our relationships with our clients, right? And so one of the things that I am learning through being coached in entrepreneurship is the power of automations and how I don't have to be involved in every aspect of my business. And so when I think about this in automations, um, one of the things that I do as an educator, I'm laughing because it's something that I've been known for is, you know, during home base, we have these times where there's some free time and I call for my home base assistance. And so let me give you the deal. So my home base assistance really assists me in doing the necessary work that has to take place, but the work that I just don't have the time and the capacity to continually do all the time or the low will continue to grow, grow, grow and grow. So my assistants, they do things like hole punch papers. They cut up my warm ups. They record warm up grades. What are some other things they do? They assist me. They get my, I try to say, stay hydrated. So they go to the special water fountain (laughs) in the school to give me water in my, my water jug. And so they do various activities. Every now and then I'll have them grade another blocks paper or different things like that to assist me along the way. And so when I think about automations, I think about the assistance that I have. Now, here's the deal. In the beginning of the school year, this is really going a different way. And this is what happens when <laughs> you kind of like go off the dome. But at the beginning of the year, I put out an application. I say to my students, they don't know me yet. I don't know them yet. But I say, hey, everybody, I hire assistants and I pay them in candy throughout the week. Now, I can't pay you an extra credit because that would be unfair because you're working to earn extra credit. And that's not necessarily fair because everybody doesn't get this opportunity. But I can pay you in candy. 
And so I tell my students that if you want an application, raise your hand. Now I tell them, now I pay good. All right. So when you see the paycheck, don't come to me talking about, can I get an application now? If I wasn't worth it now, I'm not going to be worth it then. All right. So don't come to me asking me <laughs> for an application. And so what ends up happening, students fill out an application to tell me why I should hire them. And this is a, a great practice to get them to sell themselves or to make themselves more employable based upon the qualities that they believe that they have that can assist me in the classroom. And so I hear things like I'm very neat. I'm tidy. I'm a great person. I always do my homework. I, I'm going to be available to you whenever you need me. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. And so I go through literally and check off or circle the qualities that's going to assist me. And I basically say whoever has the most qualities underlined or circled, they're going to be the top four students to get the job. And the ones that don't get the job, I show them many times the application that was given to me. And that is the reason why they got the job over you. Now, I don't know if they're going to do a better job than you, but I do know that they sold themselves or they presented themselves in the way that was a lot more appeasing to me than what you did. And so what happens is that they do those jobs and they really helped me out throughout the entire school year. And so I say all of that because in the real world, that's my automations. <laughs> Those are the things that I continually have circulate every day in the classroom to make sure that the teaching part that I do, the planning of the lessons or the tweaking of the lessons at the time or all the other many hats, y'all know that, that we wear in the classroom, that those things get done. And so when I think about our world right now and how we are shifting as a society we are moving more and more to technology and we're moving more to having our lives automated by means. And we can look at, you can Uber and we can look at Uber Eats and we can look at DoorDash and we can, we can look at all the systems and the apps that we have in our life to make our lives simpler. I even think about in my life right now, how I was really building my business and I've been doing a lot of business building. If you've been following me on Instagram or any other social media networks, you can see that there is intentionality behind what I'm putting out right now because I'm really, really going hard and I really, really want to bring mastery for all again. I do this for a living. I literally speak and I literally do PD and I continue to build out this mindset that all students can achieve specifically in math education. And I speak to teachers concerning our beliefs in our students. And so one of the things that I'm seeing right now, as I went on that small tangent, but one of the things that I'm seeing right now is that even in my own life, I am simplifying some of the things that I do. And so one of the things that started to happen is that I love to eat. <laughs> I love food. And during the pandemic, I gained 25 pounds and all that good stuff. So I call it the pandemic pounds. And because all we were doing is being at home. And so if I have food in my house, why not eat? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I did. I just ate. So you start putting on, you know, the joggers and the sweatpants and you realize you start to go back to school and starting to put on the slacks and the khakis and just like, oh, these things are hugging too much. Now, nah, we can't go to school looking like this. Like, no, no, this button is fighting me. <laughs> and so I can't be doing this right now. And so what I decided to do first, I got a trainer, but that's not the moral of what I'm trying to get to. But what I really realized is that as I got busier, I wasn't mm, that whole cooking and meal prep that I really like doing. It took hours. First of all, I'm a slow cooker. I'm a slow prepper, but I'm a fast eater. <laughs> 
Like, it takes forever for the food to come forth. And once it's in front of me, oh, it's gone. Like, it's gone, gone, gone. But what I realized is the fact that I no longer have capacity to spend two hours on a Sunday prepping and cooking food and then packing food for the rest of the week. And so what I decided to do is that I looked into meal prep services and now I get clean eats. And though it is an investment into my pocket investment, well, it's an investment into my life, money coming out of my pocket. It gives me back what? My time. It automates my meals. And so what I do, I go online. I pick the meals I want to eat that week and I order the meals for the entire week so that I do not have to cook. I don't want to cook anymore. I realize that this is sufficient. And if they need a little bit more salt, a little pepper, because, you know, I love my seasonings and everything, I will do that. And so I realize that more and more I'm looking for ways to automate my life looking for ways to make my life simpler. And even in that, I got a trainer this year. And because I was just like, I got to do a photo shoot. I need to lose this weight. I'm not about to take these pictures fat. I'm just not about to do this. We're not going to have pandemic pounds in this photo shoot. We're not going to do that. And so I got a trainer. And what I did was that I realized I started going to the gym and you know, you know, when you're about to stop, I hit a plateau at the gym and I was like, this is not for me. I'm about to quit. Like I've seen myself quit many times before. Now it's time to invest in a trainer. And I got a trainer that shows up to my house. Why? Because I don't want to put on clothes and go to a gym. I just want to come downstairs and have my trainer work me out because he ain't doing nothing but telling me what to do but and so what did I do there what did I do right there I automated my life again I make my life simpler and I took this long road to just say that in our society that is what we're trying to do we are literally trying to make our lives simpler so that we can actually access the things that bring us joy What brings me joy is creating this podcast. What brings me joy is getting in front of teachers and challenging them concerning their mindset. What brings me joy is being able to stand in front of my students and not have a buttload of other responsibilities, other tasks that I have to do that I can teach them and get to know them. What brings me joy is getting in front of teachers and speaking or consulting on the side, creating things that bridge math and equity, math and culture. That is what brings me joy. But I can't do those things if I am in the other parts of the task of my life that need to get done. But they take up more time. And so I am going to flip this on us. And I am going to say right now that in education, we have to think about what are the meaningless things we are requiring of our students that will not get them to the place where they can automate their lives in order to experience the joy of doing the thing that they want to do. Now, I know that is a lot to be said. And so let me just break that down since we're coming from the dome today off the dome. I'm going to break it down to look like this. There are things that I know I teach in my curriculum that it doesn't make sense. And I I know this is the behind the scenes. And if you're with me, I keep it real 100 uh, just as much as I can. 
Like, okay, so you can find meaning in everything, right? You can find meaning, 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 meaning in everything you do in math education or anything that you teach, right? But what is the purpose and how is it going to really, really support kids as they move forward? So we have this thing right now where we're we in our curriculum and I know somebody's going to be like, but you, this number sense, I hear you, I hear you. I'm just sharing my truth, right? So we find the square root of non-perfect squares, and we estimate them to the nearest tenth. Now, it's it's great, right? Because it shows kids, like, for instance, let me give you an example. Somebody's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. So the square root of 16 is four, because the square root will ask, what number multiplied by itself gives you 16? Okay, or what number squared gives you 16? Square root, you square four to give you 16. All right, but the square root of 17 is not four, right? Because it's not a perfect square. There's no perfect integer that you can square. Integers like one, two, three, four, five, you know, just whole numbers and their opposites. There's not an integer that you can square to give you 17. And so we know like the number sense will say that number is around four because after 16 is what? 17. Okay. So maybe it's around maybe 4.1 or 4.08 or something like that. So students make reasoning of that. And, and there is reason for that. But as students go on in life, they're never going to estimate that. They're usually, I can't say never because I'm not God and I don't see the future. They're probably going to pick up a calculator and find what that answer is. And yes, and yes, I believe in number sense and reasoning and everything like that. But I also understand that the automation that comes in life is going to be one thing that this tool called a phone is going to help you figure it out. So what in that moment am I trying to teach kids? Okay, so I have to look past the math and look into, I'm looking at their reasoning, right? But where, how much of that is necessary? What I'm saying concerning that is that I don't believe that we are teaching reasoning many times as we go through math that at the elementary levels, there's a whole bunch of reasoning that they have to go through. But soon as we get into higher level math, we're trying to tell kids, well, this is the formula. And if you ask, if you ask us educators, why is this happening? What is the purpose of that? We can't tell them that this is what you do. And so the reasoning part of math and being able to make connections is really the real life aspect or the real world skill that we want everyone to have because you have to reason. Listen to me. You in life as a grown up, you have to look through scenarios and <laughs> look at like, that's not the right way. That's going to get me to this part. I need help here. Like reasoning through life is a, an adult skill. Reasoning through life, teaching reasoning is something that we should be teaching, but many times that get lost in the sauce of here's a formula, here's what you got to do, and this is how you get there, and then you're just like, but when am I going to use this in life? And I hear that all the time, and, and many times I tell my students, this is what I'm teaching you, the reasoning part, because you're going to have to make decisions given a certain information, and can you do that? And so that's the skill that I want to teach. But that's the, the math is the medium to teach that. And what I'm seeing in education is this is the flip side is that we are no longer teaching the life skill through the content. 
in what we are doing, we're teaching the content only. And that is why students leave many years of education and just like, I've never used anything or I don't find a purpose in what I'm doing because I was taught a content that is not going to bring me the joy, the automation of life. So what am I saying? I know I'm going down a road, y'all. And if you're with me, you're rocking with me, then I'm so glad that you are because it's just coming from the passion, the overflow in my heart. So what I've discovered in my business is this AI called ChatGPT. And what this AI has the capability of doing it, it, and in my business, I do a lot of emailing. I do a lot of writing blogs. I do a lot of social media posts. And what chat GPT has the ability to do is to take my content and write content for me. It has the ability, and I'm not telling you all that that's necessarily, I don't ever write what I'm writing. I'm just just letting y'all know about the automations that are taking place right now. It has the ability to read my bio and to reword my bio so that it's appealing to this person or that person or bring in more of a personal appeal. It has the ability to read my emails and I say, make, make me sound more professional. Find my grammatical errors and correct them and rewrite this for me. What is this doing for my life? It's making my life simpler. I find very little joy in responding to emails unless it's something joyful that I'm responding about. I find very little joy in writing things over and making social media posts and going through all that stuff. That's why I'm going to get a virtual assistant to do those things. I find joy in the message and delivering the message. But the behind the scenes is what I need to onboard for somebody else. And so what I'm realizing is that in education, we are telling our students, don't use that app and don't use this and don't use that. But when we become grownups, we use everything to simplify our lives so that we can get to the joy of being who we want to be. And we cannot continue to tell our kids to not simplify their lives. And so here's the deal. Here's the deal. So when I was growing up, I gave out homework or the homework was given out and we did like 20 problems and all over and over skill and drill, skill and drill, skill and drill. And though it meant it built this muscle to, you know, get through the math and maybe it helped me internalize things more, it became mundane. And it became boring and it became taxing. And so as a math educator, I'm just like, if students can do five of these problems, that's enough. Like you don't need 25 of the same thing over and over again, because I'm just making sure that you can do it, that you can internalize it. And let me be honest. There are some things that I give that they're going to look at their apps. They're going to take, they've literally said photo math and they're going to type in what is the radius of a sphere with the volume of this. And they're going to literally look those things up because of the simple fact that at that moment, I'm so glad that you can look that up because in the future, that's what you're going to do. You're not going to get out this formula. And so what I have to tell myself is that I have to be okay with my students understanding it and mastering it, but I have to also bring meaning to it. What is the purpose for me showing you how to find the volume of a sphere? What is that purpose? 
Okay. And so what am I teaching you within the math substitution? I have these things that I know. I don't have this information that I don't know. How do I solve for that? What's the roadmap to that? That's the lesson within the lesson. But I'm going to be honest. I don't even lift that up sometimes because of what the system has now watered me down to do is to do content, 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 but never really, really examining what are the life skills coming from this. Okay. And so I am saying education is going to have to change because I will be sooner or later, we'll be able to look up everything, everything. Like I have to write recommendations. I'm just going to be honest with y'all. I write recommendations. Students ask me for recommendations all the time. And what I've done with the AI system, I have literally said, this is the child. This is the information that I want you to write. Please write this recommendation for this child. Not that I don't love the child. Not that I don't care about the child. It's just like those are those tasks that I find no joy in. And I do find joy in making sure that that child gets to the access of their joy. They want to get to this certain school. They want to do this. That's the access. I want them to access that joy. But in the meantime, that task is bringing about another 30 minutes into my life that I can get that to do that AI to do in two minutes. And there is no issue with that. And I have to look into my classroom and realize that if my students, my brilliant students can solve for these problems and they know that they can do it, internalize it. I am not going to be mad with them when they're using photo math to check their work or sometimes even do the work because they know that they can. But that takes a level of integrity, right? That takes a message. And many of us teachers are not going to share that message because of the simple fact that we don't want them to know that they're will be secrets that will help them automate their life. At the end of the day, why are we assigning what we're assigning? I'm wrestling and I'm I'm wrestling and I'm struggling with this, y'all. Like I have seen the other side of the freedom of automation and I'm just like and I'm going to work telling my kids to stay in a box. I'm sorry, I'm getting free and I should be sharing that freedom with y'all. I just should be because as an adult, that's what you're going to be doing. You're going to be finding ways to make your life simpler. But in the meantime, what do you have to teach along the way? And I'm about to be out, y'all. We have to teach our kids to be integral. We have to teach our kids to reason through and check sources. This this is the part because just because you can find information doesn't mean that information is correct. Just because you can find an article, a perspective to defend whatever theory that you may have. But at the end of the day, what is the focus of your purpose? What is the core of your heart? And we are literally telling kids to stay in a box while we get free as an adult and not building them to be free in their thinking, free in their presentation, free in their reasoning right now. And I feel with this new freedom that I've discovered in my life, and how I can use systems and people. And listen, 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 listen. And, and, and oh gosh, my, my mind is just going a lot of places right now. And so when we think about school and they're going to college, like literally I hire people from Fiverr to do the things that I don't necessarily want to do, right? So that I can experience the joy. Somebody's going to edit this podcast. 
because I find no joy in editing the podcast. I used to do all this stuff. Somebody's going to build the visual for this episode because now I find no joy doing that stuff. And so because I have to get to the thing that brings me joy, which is doing the podcast. And if I'm doing the editing and if I'm doing the visual art and if I'm doing the posting and if I'm writing the captions, then it's going to slow me down from doing the what? The recording. And so why are we not teaching our students to automate their lives so they can get to joy? That's where I'm at right now. And if you feel like James just went in, because that's where I'm at. (laughs) And I want to create, support a system in education that gets kids to joy because that's what I want to get to. The joy of supporting educators, the joy of changing mindsets, the joy of teaching the reasoning behind the math and having teachers open up to the idea that all students can master math education. That's the joy. The joy of getting in your ear gates through this podcast to make sure that you feel challenged and encouraged and hear my perspective that would maybe lift your perspective so that when you go into the classroom or whatever education system or into your life that you feel that you have more joy. That's what I want to do. But I can't do that trying to do everything. And so education is going to have to change because we are not teaching our students how to live in what? Their joy. Because that's what we want to be as adults. We want to be happy. We want to find a thing that we were birthed to do. We want to find a thing that brings us joy. And we get there by way of the discovery that happens through this medium of education. So what I'm really trying to say is that we really have to rethink what we do and why we do it. And I know, I know, I know, I know there's so many systems that are in play. There's so much money that's in play, but we're heading to hit a wall. And sometimes we need to hit a wall in order for things to change. That's what COVID was. It was a wall for many of us. And many people hit that wall and they walked away from that job and they started their own business and they expanded their careers. And I mean, marriages fell apart. I mean, there was a whole bunch of falling apart and a whole bunch of building back up. And that is what's going to happen in education, because what we're going to find with the generations coming forth is just like, but there is no need for this. There is no need for this, for us doing it this way anymore. And I'm hoping that I will get in a position and I'm hoping that you will join this position to where we really do the things that matter and we really build our kids in a space and in a place. I would say build them to be people that are going to do what? Find their joy. 
That's it, y'all. So I hope you enjoy this podcast and you know I am readily available to come in to talk to your schools, to talk to your teachers, your students, whomever concerning Mastery for All or even the content that I displayed in today's podcast. You can reach out to me at any moment at info at mrjamesoneal.com and O'Neill is spelled O-N-E-A-L. I would love to come in and support your school, your teachers, your students, students, anyone concerning the topic I talked about or just around Mastery for All, please visit my website at www.mrjamesoneal.com. You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Mr.JamesOneal and or LinkedIn and Twitter at Mr.JamesOneal. No dot. I am so happy that you are with me today. I hope you feel empowered, inspired. Most of all, I hope something I said to you today tells you that you have the power to make a change and make a difference in your world. As always, I'm super excited that you decided to join me. Have an amazing day.